Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I hope by now you've subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast, as you know, is all about creating the future of servant leadership and help more people to find their true purpose and meaning to life. Today I have another amazing creative guest with you all. His name is Saurabh Timoshin and he is an incredible, passionate marketing professional with a focus on value-added marketing. And as time went on along his journey of life, he felt as though marketing chose him and not the other way around. After graduating, he took up a marketing internship with the aim of gaining knowledge and experience and since then, it has rapidly grown within him. He has dedicated all his professional life to learn and coach others and is truly making a massive impact within the marketing and creative space. Some of his passions include enjoying to scuba dive, playing the harmonica and traveling to different countries. He also runs a blog called Creative Reef where he creates content and posts around marketing and life lessons. Without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Saurabh, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I am super grateful that to have someone like you share your knowledge and wisdom on creativity and just basically on personal development as well, because I know you share a lot of amazing, amazing content online. And it was so amazing the way we met each other, I think like over two years ago now. Um, and you were actually one of the first people to go that I took on live on a live stream with and now it's the first time you're on the first podcast so i'm yeah. super grateful to have you on the show man thank you so much for being here and yeah please just introduce yourself really briefly and just share with everyone um what it is that you're currently doing where it is that your journey from obviously creative reef and everything started and just just start from the beginning and share with everyone sure first of all um thank you for having me the second time around uh, like you said yep i had my first live with you and I guess we both come a long way from there. So definitely very, very special parts of the journey we've seen together. Um, congratulations on starting your podcast. I think, um, you know, as we were discussing, it's a great natural extension to the work that you do. Um, and you know, I want to get into that as well. And it's only fitting that I guess we're doing, I'm doing my first one with you. So very excited to be here. Hi, welcome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you're here. That being said, um, so you wanted to know a little bit about how Creative Reef came to being and, and what my journey has been so far. Um, in, in a sense, I guess creativity is something that uh, all of us have within ourselves. It's just something that some choose to act over and some choose not to act, just like any muscle in the body. Um, the reason why I guess I was drawn to towards creativity because I always found that there was a sense of magic when you're able to put forward a concept or a, a thought creatively, creatively to your audience versus showing it, you know, just as it is. Um, and I really believe in that magic of creativity is what makes something click or not click. Uh, I have a marketing background. I actually head marketing for a company based in Saudi Arabia. So while I carry on that academic knowledge of marketing, I also automatically understand the importance of creativity in making something stick. So I guess creativity was, you know, a combination of my own curiosities, then a combination of professional experience 
is how I found this overlap. Uh, creative Reef percent. I often tell people who follow my page, my page isn't about design. It's about creative thinking and it's about creative thoughts. Design is the way I express my creativity because I really believe um, good design is a huge strength to creativity. So in summary, I guess that's how I'd introduce myself in creativity. But I have to say, I know you said that um, your design is what you're really good at. I don't think you're good at it. I think you are outstandingly freaking amazing, bro. Because the first time I still remember when I came across your page on Instagram, and, 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 I'm, and I'm saying this really honestly, like I've never, ever in my life come across anything that I just looked at the picture and it, and it, and it was like a story to me. The picture actually was like a story to me. So it was like a picture of a key. And underneath, you would say something like, um, the key to success is when you open the door or something. I'm just like, whoa. Like, you know, it's just a picture. But it just, for me, it was like, it resonated so much. Because obviously, most of the things that you share on your page are creatively designed, but it has a meaning behind it. There's a purpose and there's a really powerful kind of story behind it. So you, so I just wanted to add that really, like you are amazing at what you do and what you share. And I know when you're looking at the comments on your page as well, people love your stuff. And for me, like, I was always just curious, like how, how did it actually start though? Like where, where did this idea of creative reef, the story come from? And basically why is your page called creative reef? Like, what does that mean? Right. So to begin with creative reef, the first word creative was uh, it, it's kind of a no-brainer because uh, that's how I wanted to be known. So I asked myself at the end of this whole endeavor, if I wanted to be known for something, what would that be? And that was creative thinking. Uh, the reason I chose creative thinking is not because it's you know a romantic word or not because it's something cool. I chose it only because I believe there is so much to be done over there. And it was kind of my, it was an area where I found a path to least resistance. Uh, to give you an example, I, I always tell people, like, if you really want to play soccer or football, and if you're not good at it and you can't run as fast, then you might as well practice to become the best goalkeeper you can be. So you always have to find in a system where you have your best niche and where you can fit in the best. So in my mind, things like um, medicine, uh, engineering, um, I don't know, MBA stuff. It was all pretty saturated. I'm an MBA myself. Uh, I have two master's degrees. And I've also done uh, you know, a PGDM in, in economics. So after understanding that side of the management sciences, I kind of personally realized that there was a lot of knowledge out there, but there was no soul to distill that information and to understand it in a coherent, meaningful, and a quick manner. So I've always liked making PowerPoint presentations, and I make pretty good PowerPoint presentations. So one day when I was doodling and kind of thinking to myself, this is in 2013, uh, when, I was, when I was doing my second master's, uh, one of my professors told me, uh, he said that you that I had a gift on how I was able to visualize and represent complex thoughts into, into things that were simple and easily digestible. So it was kind of with that inspiration that I thought, what else 
you know, what else I could work on and kind of give my own twist to. Uh, that's basically how the concept of Creative Reef started. So I described Creative Reef in one line before I, you know, started off doing it, saying that I want Creative Reef to be like a, a picture book for adults. So, you know, I, I think that's the best way I could describe it. It should be a picture book for adults. And while a picture book sounds simple, there is a tremendous amount of complexity that goes on behind the scenes to understand a fairly difficult concept, to simplify it, and then to aesthetically represent it in a way that is universally understandable. Um, that was how Creative Reef started, and that's what kind of, you know, that's what it stood for. Uh, the name Creative Reef itself. So originally Creative Reef was going to be creative with a C, but I couldn't get the domain. So I kind of had to adapt and make it creative with a K. And in hindsight, that was a good thing that happened because, you know, it helps create a stronger brand. Um, the first part creative is because, of, you know, because it's a creative page, a creative page. The second part of Reef is because I'm, kind of drawn to the ocean. Uh, I'm a scuba diver and a certified National Geographic diver as well. And while I'm a huge advocate of the environment, I feel particularly strong about the ocean and um, you know, try to raise awareness about ocean pollution because it's a really, really serious issue. Uh, connecting to the ocean, a reef is the most fertile place in an ocean. That's where you have warm water temperatures and that's when uh, the most beautiful, most colorful marine life lives. So in a sense, it was a combination of both the words uh, to make Creative Reef. I love that. Yeah, I remember you shared that story with me when we did yeah. our first live on Instagram and I was just blown away by the whole concept of how you even came up with such a thing. But I guess something that I just resonated with with what you just said is is nature right it's like you said to be to be in the ocean um to be around water especially you being a scuba driver going underneath you know going deep into the oceans seeing all those beautiful creatures and the colorful lights and that must also really like tap into your creativity your your color the colors that you use in the designs and the posts and things like that so that's really powerful i can i can kind of understand how when you create your posts on instagram and, and other platforms how you manage to keep them so like colorful um, but yet so appealing to, like you said, like the adults to just look at it like an adult picture book. And I, and I love that because for me, that's what it is. Like I, I'm a really simple guy and looking at your posts, it just makes so much sense to me. So I always loved them. And I always had this like thing that I had to go and see your post every single day because for me, it was just something special. You know, I did the, the talent that you have is just, it's just amazing the fact that from a picture someone can just understand the whole story from it which is really really powerful but um but i wanted to ask like talk to me a little bit about so i know you're doing your creative reef um alongside your your work as well your job talk to me a little bit about like how do you actually prioritize your time because i know you must be super busy with a full-time role and you're doing this on the side how do you prioritize your time on a, on a day-to-day basis <coughs> Uh, it's, a, it's a great question. Uh, now, to give you my honest answer, I guess I, it took me a couple of years to figure out how to prioritize time. Because when, when things get busy, they get busy really fast, and um, you often don't have enough time to react. 
So the many years where I guess I did a lot of trial and error and wasted a lot of time and wasn't able to be as productive as I should be. So despite, you know, maintaining various diaries and planners and everything, I could never really, never really get things done. It was then when I discovered that I had to kind of fix my own internal alignment and choose focus areas that were important to me. So over time and through experience, I, I came to realize that up to four focus areas are a very good are a very good target to aim at. So to give you an example, a focus area could be, you know, health, um, career, uh, whatever hobby you have, and let's say family. I'm giving you examples of areas that are important to everyone's life. So I picked up three focus areas that were, I thought were important to me. So you know, one was health, one was creative reef, and the other one was uh, improving myself. So once I had a framework, which I, which I kind of made an acronym called HOPE, which is health, optimism, passions, and experiences. Uh, and once I had that as my guideline, everything that I did and all the time that I spent had to feed one of these focus areas. Mm -hmm. You either have to feed H for hope or for, uh, I think it was optimism, E is for passion, so creative people is a passion, for example. I have another passion where I play the harmonica. Um, e is experiences, which is kind of what I'm trying to do now by traveling more and to Kenya because I want this to feed into one of those focus areas. So it was only after outlining clear focus areas that I was able to properly manage my time. Um, I think it's, it's an area we all fall into. We really... We all really want to manage our time the best we can. No one wants to waste time. Definitely. But life is so dynamic and life is so unstructured that it is very hard to, to meet deadlines. Um, so for me personally, and that's what I would tell anybody else, if you really want to make time for something, before you make a plan, outline your focus areas and commit to them. Powerful. Yeah, definitely. I agree because I think... Just, just planning by itself isn't going to help. Uh, that, that's why I always talk about mm-hmm. taking action, right? For me, when I take action on something, I kind of automatically figure things out along the way because I'm doing stuff. I'm not just kind of sitting on it. I'm not procrastinating. I just, I, I'm a doer, you know, I'm that's uh, personally, I'm one of those people that just love going, trying, doing things, make mistakes, fail at things, learn, learn every single day. And for me, it was just about, like you said, just it was just prioritizing the main focus things for me, which right now is basically my content that I put out every day on social media. Obviously, my work is a part of my life, so my nine-to-five job in the bank is a part of my life. And I, I, until, obviously, I can leave that and go full-on all into my passion, which is to be a speaker. And right now, I do speaking gigs here and there all over London, but to really go and impact more people, I believe it's not just going to be the content. I believe the most beautiful and the best connections that we all come across in life is always going to be face-to-face. So that's why I always try to take my online friends, as you call it, or your online followers. And if they're in London, I try to meet them. 
and or, or or you know if they're online then i try to video call them and you know i want to connect with people for real i don't want to be this guy that everyone just sees behind the screen or watches my videos every week i want people to really connect with myself hence why i started this podcast i thought if i start the podcast and bring on amazing people like yourself and just have a conversation about personal growth and mindset creativity mental health and all of these topics that are passionate to myself and to the people that i'm bringing on to the podcast it would just help it would just help spread more positivity and optimism in the world where everybody can just start learning new things every single day and not just learning but implementing them and taking action only when i think they need to have found their why they need to have found something that is their purpose obviously the whole point of this podcast is called the purposeful mindset so it's for them it's for everyone to find a purpose their purpose not someone else's one not the one that everyone someone else told them that they need to have their true purpose something that they really resonate with in their life and then changes your mindset every single day grow and just go crazy on personal development so you upgrade your mindset every single day to be able to go and attract people that are doing things in their life as well ambitious people people that are optimistic people that are already successful in the field that you want to go in and then learn from them and ask them for help ask them questions and i remember just a couple of weeks ago when i was in that need of actually needing help and the first person that came to my mind was you <laughs> when i wanted to create my logo for the brand i was like mm. okay now you know i'm putting out all these quotes and these videos you know i think it's time that sadiq needs to have some kind of a logo and i don't want it to be like a a company mm. or a business logo i want it to be me mm. my personal brand so i just wanted to be my signature and really simple and obviously mm. one of my biggest inspirations is gary v so i looked at his one i looked at jay shetty's one these are two of the people that i look up to the most and learn from every day and i saw their their logo just super simple their personal brand and i thought you know what i can just make one like that drew it out on a cup you know on a piece of paper i remember i, I sent you the <laughs> i sent you the piece of paper as well just drew the logo out and i said bro i need help like i need a logo would you be able to digitalize this one or create me one and the reason why i did that was only because number one is because i was networking the whole of the last five and a half years of me on the personal development journey so because of all the connections like yourself and others i met along the way i was able to find i was able to have people around me that already got value from me because i was already putting out positivity and value back to them and when i asked for help or i needed something or i wanted a favor from one of them they always got back to me and they were like man you know we'll do this for you the amount of like value you're giving everyone like we 100% we need to give back as well um mm. so, I've, so I've, i just want to say as well like thank you so much for digitalizing my logo for me and creating that because it was everybody loved it i love it it's, it's such a great great logo to have and it's just so simple and i wanted to keep it like that so thank you so much for that but in terms mm, of really coming on to logos actually you know I, i i actually saw a lot of people ask you uh, what you said before about design and stuff because so they think you're like a design consultancy or because mm. i see a lot of your comments so i'm i'm a hawk right i observe and i i read all the comments on people's pages and stuff and a lot of people actually say could you design my logo for me could you make a mm. website for me and all of this how do you deal with like the all of these people that genuinely want this help for like design um but obviously you don't have the time to do it for them so what 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 happens in that situation with you yeah earlier on i i did help quite a few people come up with logos and um when i when i didn't have more time you know i would extend it to them if i felt that you know this was something that was important to them 
you have a lot of people who come up to you for designs and um, you kind of know it's not important. It's not a dream that they're chasing. Maybe it's a project in college they want to really impress their teachers on or, you know, it's something insignificant. So uh, obviously I'm not going to invest time for, you know, a logo design that is not so significant because you know, when you do it for free, you kind of have to cut into your own time to, to make time to do this for others. And no matter however passionate one may be about helping people, um, it's not sustainable. So a lot of people who message me now, I first of all, you know, it, it's, it's so funny because uh, sometimes people messaging you saying that they want a logo and uh, the first line is, the first line they, they write is, you know, it's not hi, hello, it's like, hey, I need you to do something for me. Mm. Um, and, you know, There's no value, right? They don't bring you any value. No, not, not at all. Uh, far from value. It's, uh, I, I guess, even basic courtesies are lacking in the way they, they approach the subject. Um, so anyhow, I humor them and I'm like, yeah, tell me what's up, what can I do for you? Uh, and then they're like, we want to make a logo. And, um, you know, I have a budget of like $100 or $150. And I can almost understand the smirk in which they're saying that because they probably think that's a lot of money. And I, the biggest thrill that I have is when I reply to them saying, thank you, I don't do this for the money. I do this you know, out of the passion of my heart for it. And, and then they have nothing to say back. So that's something that's been happening recently. And there's a weird happiness when, when you come to a point where you, you can tell them, thank you for, for the money, but uh, I'm not doing this for the money. And then they have no answer to come back. Out of those very few people do message back and say, we understand and appreciate you telling us this is not for the money, but this is important to us because, you know, A, B, C, D. And then once I understand what they need the logo for, then I do for them sometimes. And of course, it's for free. Um, I guess the long-term goal is to set up a marketing agency which we are already in the process of, which is connected to creatively, so that way I don't have to sell through creatively. Creatively can exist um, as what it is, and then whatever commercial work comes in, we can we can give it to the sister agency of ours called Brand Ladder, and this is this is the ecosystem that I'm trying to create. Amazing! I love that. That's that's really cool. I hope that's going well for you as well, because that's something, that's another project on the side as well, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Right. Thank you. I hope that goes well with you. Um, share with, so so the so someone listening right now, they're, li- they're listening to us talking about creativity um, and mindset and personal development. Talk to me a little bit about how does one actually find creativity? Um, okay. How does one find creativity? Now, I guess... To find creativity, the first thing is to define creativity. And um, no, let me ask you, how would you define creativity? And then, see, there's no right or wrong answer, of course. Mm-hmm. That's the inherent beauty of the word creativity. There's nothing right or wrong. Creativity is almost nonsense many times. <clears throat> but that being said, what, what, do you, what would you say is creativity to you? So for me, creativity is basically me able to express myself in the way that makes me happy. Simply, that's how I would put it. 
So it could be, for me, as people know, I don't like reading um, and I don't really like writing. So for me, it's through expressing myself through words, through videos, through creative things and even audio. So ways in which I can express myself, but with my level of energy and passion, because I have a lot of energy and passion that I want to give and, and, and kind of give to others. So maybe it will spark them to kind of find theirs as well. So for me, I guess creativity is just doing something that makes me happy, but, but um, you know, just finding that, finding a way to express myself with the energy that I have. That's for me would be creativity. That sounds like a, you know, a pretty solid definition. And in my experience, that's a definition that's pretty consistent amongst a lot of people who I ask what creativity is. Uh, in my opinion, that is step two of creativity. That is essentially creative expression and figuring out how you can express what you want to say in the most unique style to you. Mm. So that is creative expression. But the step, the step before that, which is step number one, let's say, uh, creativity is simply identifying the dots that exist and finding new ways how to connect them. So in other words, creativity is just looking at whatever you have at your disposal in terms of resources, in terms of access, in terms of skill, whatever you have at your disposal, those form the dots on your creative canvas. Your creative genius lies in how you connect those dots and how you can make something new and meaningful out of dots that already exist. And by, by doing so in the process, you then can create a hybrid or something completely unique. <clears throat> so to give you an example, um, if you're based in, in the UK and you have let's say you have a webcam and let's say you have a lot of time. Now time is a resource. A webcam is a resource. You being in the UK is a resource. Now there's so many ways you can put together these three dots. You could become uh, a travel blogger based in the UK. You could, you could use that same camera and put it on you know, the London Eye and you could become a specialist in making time-lapse footage. Mm -hmm. which is filmed from different points of view within you know, the English landscape. So these are simple examples <clears throat> of how you tweak the resources available to you to come up with creative stuff. Now, what you and I, what you and I are doing isn't inherently creative. So if you want to be a life coach, there's many, there many life coaches out there. Um, Tell me essentially, about it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. Uh, they're all probably saying very similar stuff. They're not saying the same stuff, but uh, the rules stay the same. The stuff which you tell and the stuff which Gary Vee says won't have too much of a difference because mm. two plus two is always going to be four. But like you said, the way you bring your energy into it is what separates you from Gary Vee. The way Gary Vee brings his energy into it and the way he speaks, that separates him from, um, who's the guy with the 10X principle? Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. Um, it also separates him from Robin Sharma. So it is essentially the style <clears throat> which is what's separating them and defining their creative, their creative flair to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so to anyone out there who wants to be creative, I would say, number one, clean, clean your room or clean your surroundings regularly. 
um, when you do that, you kind of stimulate your creative mind because now when you're cleaning, always clean with the intention to reduce waste by at least 5% to 10% means you want to thin things out. So when you, when you kind of clean up with that mindset, you're already looking at things as something they're not. I'll give you an example. So this was a, this was a normal pebble that was picked up. And when you come to a choice whether or not you throw it or keep it. So one of my good friends painted an awesome clownfish on it. So now, instead of it just being, you know, a, a stupid rock, which would have been thrown out perhaps, it's doubled up in purpose. It's become a paperweight. It's become an object of beauty. It's become something that I can look at inspiration. So, you know, it, it's all about how you connect the dots. Um, I give this example often. A mobile phone is nothing more than a creative combination of metal, glass, and plastic. Yeah, I love that. I've heard of that concept before, actually. It's, it just blew my mind away. <laughs> literally, our mobile phone devices is literally just plastic, metal, and glass put together. And we, we have this ability to communicate all over the world, see other people around the world, just everything, the mobile phone, since you, since you brought it up, everything that we can do with our mobile phone today, could, people couldn't, our parents couldn't do it. You know, they never had it. They never, they couldn't take advantage of what we have today, essentially. Um, and to be honest, like personally speaking, my mobile phone is my life. And it has been for the last five years of me being on this journey because all the content I created, as everybody that knows me or follows me on my page, they know that all of my content has come from my mobile phone. I never had a laptop. I had an iPad a couple of years ago, which I sold. Um, and mm. then I just used my phone, which was, which was an iPhone 6S Plus. And I created... Yeah, I remember. You remember, right? I created... You're getting your my, new phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I created all my quotes, my videos, edited, subtitles. Like all of this stuff was done on this one device. And, that, and then obviously when I upgraded, I was just like it's exactly it does the new phone does exactly what the old one does it's just better quality and it's more expensive because it's glass <laughs> and essentially yeah. it is but when you put it into now the concept of creativity steve jobs or the you know the founder of apple now they have come up with a concept where they know people will keep buying this phone now because of the brand because of the creative marketing that they have put into place which plays with the human psychology right so mm-hmm. we just want to look cool. We want to have the best phone. We want to have the coolest camera. So we just go for the Apple phone or the Samsung mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. everybody wants to go for. Um, I know you're going to have to shoot off really, really soon. But um, but one before I go into the final four questions for you, I just want to ask you, like, for someone listening to the podcast right now, if they really want to tap into their inner creativity and find some kind of a passion, whether it's through their hobby or for their job or through their studies right now, how can someone really find this, their creative um, genius, as you said earlier, and then start from today, um, like basically go and make it happen? I think it's a very, very good question. And um, I don't think I have the perfect answer to that because I'm not at that, that, that level in terms of creative geniusness so to say but you are a creative genius man go on (laughs) no i'm really not and um i I guess the reason why i say i'm not is because i actually understand creativity and um i've read you know i've read a fair bit about creativity and once 
you know, the more you learn, the more you realize how much you don't know. Yeah. And, um, you know, yes, the, the word genius is an intangible word. So it's, it's hard to measure. Uh, in my opinion, before we, before we talk about, you know, levels in being a genius, creativity. Now, why do you think creativity would be important to the masses? This is, I guess, a fundamental question that has to first be addressed before, before finding out how someone can be more creative. Like, it's, I'm guessing, you know, it's easier for an advertising executive to say he wants to be, he or she wants to be creative versus, say, you know, an accountant because their jobs aren't really structured around a creative premise. I think the first step is breaking away from that, from that uh, mindset that creativity is something that should be defined by the job you do. The truth is, if you learn how to be creative, you, you would be paid much more than if you were not creative. Because what's in it for you? Let's put it like that. Um, even if you're doing a job, a creative employee is a much more valuable employee than a good employee. The True. reason I say that is because um, you, one has to think from the employer's point of view. Uh, oftentimes, we're so stuck up in our own lives that we can only look at life from the employee point of view, which is you know, not really helpful because if you want to be a millionaire, you've got to have a millionaire mindset. Mm-hmm. And the first step in having a millionaire mindset is understanding what your employee, employer would want out of you the same way if you had your own business, how you would want employees for your own company. And uh, if you are creative, you are just more robust. You are just going to stop at less, uh, you know, you will just freeze less. You will, you will be able to tackle more problems because the first rule of creativity is not saying, I don't know what to do, so screw it. It's actually the opposite. Creativity celebrates having obstacles. Uh, there was a post that I made which um, had a key, and the keyhole was inside the key, and the caption was, the problem contains the solution. Um, and that's really what I believe is in it. So to be creative, the first thing you have to, the first thing you have to convince yourself and, and agree internally is to the fact that you want to be a problem solver and that you want to solve problems that other people cannot solve problems. To further illustrate that point, um, if, I, if I showed you this, this pyramid, right? So this pyramid is triangular, but this was cut out of a square block, correct? Mm-hmm. It obviously, it obviously took somebody's creative thought process to see this pyramid inside a square rock. All they did was to remove the excess out of that square block to shape it into a pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything. They didn't create anything. They just removed what was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So that would be the second, the second point on creativity. Creativity is not about adding. It's about subtracting. And it's about understanding what to remove and how much to leave that is important. So these would, these would be two, two main 
um, steps forward for someone to be more creative. Number one, have the need to want to solve problems. Uh, and number two, understand creativity is about simplification and minimization versus adding more to it. So powerful. I just learned hell of a lot just then. <laughs> so creativity is actually, I didn't know that. That's something I just knew. Because I, to be honest, I thought creativity is adding something to some, to a, a specific thing or to your imagination to make it unique to yourself. But what you just said really made sense because you showed that pyramid. And yes, it, it, that pyramid wasn't just a rock that came like as a triangular shape. It was a block of it was a block that came in a square shaped stone, and somebody you know actually chiseled it down to that pyramid shape. So it took someone to subtract and to remove something from something to create something new, which kind of sounded confusing, but it makes it, it's making sense to me in my head anyway. Uh, but I hope everyone else is, is making sense to you. Um, but bro, I, I really appreciate like all the, all the knowledge and the wisdom that you share on a daily basis and how you can take something so simple. And, uh, and what you said earlier, I hope everyone takes on board as well. It's just like, basically making life simple and and like you said have a an adult playbook so making mindset and creativity come come together in one but in such a simple platform or in such a simple way that a monkey can understand it (laughs) (laughs) you know when you um when you go through your mba courses um we do a lot of presentations and the single most important lesson that I learned in two years was not economics, was not, you know, psychology, was not branding. It was just this fact that if your content is not simple enough for a seven-year-old to understand, it's going to get lost. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, especially because nowadays they say like the human um, memory or something is even worse than a fish, right? Like the attention yeah. span of a human being is worse than a fish. So if you if we can't grab people's attention really fast, or we can't make something so simple for someone to understand, mm-hmm. they're gonna just scroll past it. They're just gonna go straight past it. Like, nah, that idea sucks. Let's go for this one. It's more easier to understand. Exactly. Um, human human brains are now compared. I mean, attention spans are now compared to that of a goldfish. Yeah, that's it. They're estimated to be seven to eight seconds, which is which is uh, actually insane and. A problem for society in the long run because, you know, then you start creating a degenerative society uh, because just like creativity, any of the disciplines that move mankind forward, science, engineering, medicine, you know, stuff like that. I, I don't think marketing moves mankind forward. I'm a marketer and I'm saying that marketing is kind of an unnecessary profession that the world has just like we don't need bankers, we don't need lawyers. These professions exist because of the messed up way our world is constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the truth of it. But when you have people with dwindling attention spans, it really puts big time challenges into how we're going to advance in the real, the real areas where we should be advancing. Like I said, like the science and medicine, because these things take years of un unadulterated concentration and focus. So this is something that, you know, bothers me, but that's a very different topic. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you getting passionate about that topic as well. <laughs> we'll keep that for, the, for another episode <laughs> we'll do in future. <laughs> 
But man, honestly, like, thank you so much for like sharing everything you have done so far. Like, I've I've learned so my much from this little session. But just to finish up, as I do on all of my podcast episodes, mm-hmm. at the end of the guest, I have the, something called the final four. Where I'm the gonna famous ask, four, yes, yes. Please, I'm going to ask you those, those those final four questions, and mm-hmm. you just have to shoot from the top of your head, okay? So the first question I got for you is like, so personally, how does creativity make you feel? So what feeling do you get when you're being creative? Relevant. Relevant. I love that. That was like a quick, short, simple, sweet, powerful response. <laughs> Relevant. <clears throat> Could you expand a little yeah, bit? A expand a little bit. <clears throat> expand a little bit. Um, I, I guess all of us need to have something that defines us. Um, you know, some people some people are defined by the looks. Now, right or wrong is something secondary. It, it's how you're defined. Mm. Um, some people, you know, I think people can only be remembered by one or two words at most. And the way the mind works is the mind doesn't really care if it's a positive or negative word. Now, if if I was to say, um, oh, do you, do you remember Sadiq? So if I don't know you that well, I can be like, oh, is he the life coach? Or is he that guy who's on Instagram? Or is he that guy who uh, works out in the park? Or is he that guy who, you know, is a buff uh, martial arts fighter. It's just going to be one or two things that I will remember you by mm. um, if I don't know you that well. Yeah. So if you don't give people a reason to remember you, they're going to remember you for however they want to. I mean, that's why half half of the men in the world are remembered as being bald. You yeah. know? There's so many times when I talk to my friends, hey, do you remember you remember that classmate of us? Like, who? That bald guy. And why... <laughs> You know, while it's, 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 again, not about it being polite or impolite, that's a reflex, right? And that's how our brains are wired. That's how we work. And there's nothing right or wrong about it. So creativity is where I find my relevance because that's one area where I can actually show something of value and, in a way, earn my place in the world. You know, I, I really believe if you just sit here burning oxygen, you're a waste of your life. And why that sounds harsh I, I truly believe that because, you know, if you're not doing anything worthwhile, like the word says, you're not doing anything worthwhile. I love that. <laughs> Go and do something worthwhile, guys. Come on, man. Don't waste time, man. We just got this one life, one chance, one shot. Breathe the oxygen and do something with it. Absolutely. <laughs> so I love that. I love that. Okay, the second question I got for you is, What's the most creative film or documentary you've ever seen and why? Because you uh, must, that's a, must yeah, that's, that's a pretty yeah. random question, but I wanted to specifically ask you that because I thought there must have been a film or a documentary or something you watched that was really powerful that myself and everyone else should go and watch or um, learn from. I'll, I'll share the link with you, um, you know, after the, after the chat sometime. It was a short film slash music video about, uh, plastic pollution in the oceans and it was a beautifully made video where they kind of made a whole whale mm-hmm. out of plastic bags and the way it was conceptualized and the way it was executed was so beautiful and so creative that it, it blew my mind but in general I really enjoy seeing now I'm talking about creative ads now I enjoy seeing creative ads by these two companies one is by the WWF the mm-hmm. World Wildlife Fund for Nature, Panda logo. And the other one is Durex. 
I think Durex makes some pretty brilliant <laughs> things. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> you know, you're like, hmm, very, very cool. So, um, film-wise, yes, there was this documentary slash music video which I will share with you on okay, cool. On plastic pollution in the oceans and creative inspiration when it comes to ads or posts, WWF and Durex. Durex. <laughs> right, cool, I love that. Okay, so the third question I have is, which two books on creativity would you recommend everyone to read? <laughs> um, I know there's more than two, obviously, but which are, which are the first one or two that you think everyone can learn a thing or two on creativity? I think Steal Like an Artist is a really good book. Um, it, it, it gives you the Who's overall... Steal Like an Artist. Steal Like an Artist, okay. Steal Like an Artist. Um, that would be one book. The second book, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to write a book on creativity called The Creative Process. So right. I hope that would be the second book that I can recommend to everybody sure. one day. For sure, keep me, keep me posted on that. <laughs> I, I fingers crossed. Um, but in terms of pure creativity, I think there's a book uh, called Design Inc. It's a book about Pixar. Um, mm. I, I don't really remember, but that's a good book as well. But as a general rule, um, this is what I tell people. If you want to become really good at something, don't just read about that. Mm. Um, I'll give you an example. So you told me you work in a bank, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what field are you in? Uh, compliance. Compliance. All right. So compliance. So here, as I understand it, uh, it's making sure that people who take loans or financing comply and pay back in time, correct? Yeah. yeah. All right. So if you wanted to be a kick-ass compliance guy, one of the best in, like, let's say one of the best in, in England, um, you shouldn't just be reading books about compliance because then you're getting a very narrow, very narrow point of view. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, I'd be like, you already know compliance. Start reading about psychology. Start reading about economics. Start reading about consumer behavior. Start reading about um, politics, like Brexit, what's happening. Because how compliant a person is cannot, you, you can't learn enough just by knowing compliance because compliance is a combination and amalgamation of so many other factors that unless you really have a thorough understanding of all of that, you can't be, you know, the hero in compliance. The same with creativity. Um, There's no real books about creativity. There's some pretty obvious tips and tricks, which uh, any book will tell you. And it's a Google search away. You don't even need to buy a book. But if you want to, if you want to, improve creativity, uh, read a little bit about marketing, read about consumer behavior, uh, read about art. Art is a huge, uh, a huge area, which I guess we, we underappreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate it as children a lot, but as we get older, we kind of, we kind of forget about art, right? We, we do. And um, like I've told you, I've come from the Indian education system. So I think it's a, it, it was, it was really bad that we didn't have, much uh, much of an introduction to art, and I don't mean painting, but learning about great artists of, you know, of the world, because art is a huge place to get inspiration. And yeah, nature, nature read about nature. 
Yeah. Uh, nature, there's there are things called biomimicry, which means we look at how the natural world has adapted to things, and that's how our engineers try to solve problems. They they're looking at how spider silk is constructed. And because weight for weight, it's eight times stronger than steel by the way it's intertwined. So who knew that, you know, an ugly looking spider could inspire creative thought in a way that it could have such profound uh, implications to mankind. Mm -hmm. So the key is to learn creativity. You can't chase creativity, chase everything around it. Powerful. I love that so much. It's, it's so true because, like you said, like I, I also believe the same thing. I think if you want to learn something, I think you learn more by doing it. But also, don't just learn about the one thing. Learn about the mm. kind of subcategories around that one thing also. So, for mm, example, exactly. personal development is, a, is one massive industry, right? But within personal development, you've got mindset, mental health, creativity, you know, positivity, optimism. You've got so many other subcategories coming out of it. Learn about all of them, psychology, mm. everything. All of these, like you said earlier as well, connect those dots together. That mm. comes back to the umbrella of personal development, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was really powerful. Yeah. That was really powerful. Yeah. Okay, so the, la the last question I got for you. Yeah. You're far too kind, man. You're far too <laughs> kind. <laughs> no, because honestly, like, I really appreciate all the, all the wisdom that, not just yourself, but every single guest that comes and takes their time out of their busy life to just come on here, have a conversation with me, and everyone's listening to just the conversation I would have had with you, even if this was not on record. You know, it's just things mm -hmm. I'm curious about, and I just ask those guests because mm -hmm. I just want to keep it natural. You know, I don't need to be an interviewer to, uh, to learn mm -hmm. from other people that, that have knowledge that I don't have. And that's the way I always want to live my life is just to ask questions and, and be curious, you know, learn from others. And it doesn't matter what subject or where they're from or the color of their skin or it doesn't matter what, like, I really don't care. I just want to know from your head, from the wisdom that you have over the experience of your lifetime, what can I take from it and extract and then implement into, into my own life so, so I can basically be happier. So that's, that's the reason why, man. But anyways, <laughs> coming on to the last question, which is, What's the, what's the legacy that you want to leave behind then? So as Saurabh, not even Creative Reef, just Saurabh, the people that know you or the people, the people that will get to know you in your lifetime, what's, what's your legacy that you want to leave behind? Um, now, if almost every subject has a defining person. For economics, for example, it was Adam Smith. Physics is Newton. Um, marketing is uh, Philip Kotler. Uh, I don't remember too many other examples offhand, but I would want to be that to creativity. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that is massive. I love the way you think so big, man, that you're just like me. <laughs> that is like a massive statement to make, but I 100% believe that, man, from what you're sharing right now, from your content and from everything you, you do right now, if you can just, I, I would say if you can just put in more time towards that, you hundred percent do it, man. Because the yeah, stuff that you the stuff that you share blows people's mind. You know how many people I've recommended to you, bro? Every single person that I ever meet, and we talk about Instagram or social media. I'm like, follow Creative Reef. Like, you guys have to go follow this guy. He's so amazing. Like, his posts are so simple. 
but they will blow your mind away. So quickly touch, you. just share with everyone, um, how, where can, how can everyone reach you? Um, on which platforms do you use the most and how can everyone kind of reach out to you the, the, the most and ask questions about creativity or anything really? Um, as of now, Instagram is the best place to reach me. Reach me, my handle is at Creative Reef. So it's K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-R-E-E-F. Um, I'm trying to start a YouTube, you know, an active YouTube channel and, you know, maybe a podcast, you know, with your help in the future. For sure. But <clears throat> as of now, Instagram would be the best place. Message me. Um, you know, I reply to as many DMs as I can. Sometimes I can't, but uh, I guess that's the best place to get in touch with me. If you have questions, you know, please feel free to feel free to ask. Uh, it, it, you know, a big joy in this whole thing is being able to answer people's questions, and you know that comes with experience of having those questions yourselves and having to figure it out. So, you know, it's a it's a very satisfying thing when you can help someone with an answer which makes you realize you've saved them probably six months of going around in circles, you know, mm-hmm. because you've given them that gift of, of time, essentially. That is the best feeling for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why one of the reasons why I always share the beginning of the podcast. This podcast is all about creating the future of servant leadership. That's what you're doing. That's what all the guests that I'm bringing on are doing. They truly believe in, in giving back and serving mankind from the heart, not because of the money and not because of anything else, just purely because of the passion they have for what they do. And they just want to give back and help as many people, like you said, save time in, in their life and basically go and take more action and, and achieve their goals, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, Sora, thank you so much for, for being on the show. I really, really appreciate your time, your wisdom, and all your creativity. And make sure everyone go and um, check, check, check his Instagram page out, at Creative Reef. I'll, I'll link it all and stuff like that, and you guys can go check it out. But honestly, you have to connect with him. Ask him any questions that you have on creativity um, and anything else that we spoke about, and he'll 100% be sure to get back to you. But, um, yeah, until next time, Sora, um, I'm, I'm, it's been a pleasure having you on, and I'll definitely catch up with you really, really soon. Pleasure. Thank you so much. No worries. Take care. Catch you soon. Take care. If you're still there, I just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time. It really means a lot to me. Please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this. It would honestly mean the world to me. Thank you so much once again. I hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life and I'll see you guys next week.